Hi. Hello. Welcome to this very sweaty episode of the Media Pending Podcast. We are out here. It is currently 115 degrees. Um, we are in Arizona, Utah. <laughs> Arizona, Utah. Uh, in front of a bathroom, which is a little weird. So we're going to have to, you know, be conscientious of the people around us. And uh, That's true. It, it could very well be illegal to be filming right here. I think it's illegal to film in a bathroom. Mm. But, well, I don't even know about that. Anyway. We'll find out. You may be one of the lucky few that ever gets to see this video. Yeah. So uh, today's episode topic is favorite places. And that is one of the reasons we are out here in the sweltering heat because... I have memories here. This is a place that uh, I had a couple of hikes, uh, a couple of family get-togethers, and so that's why I wanted to film up here. I also thought that there was a stone pavilion with an outlet uh, that was also shaded. Jason was incorrect about that information. There, there was, is, in fact, nothing here. There's like a little stone wall, but I would not call that a, an amphitheater. There's a, it's a cool view, though. You yeah. got some nice rocky peaks. Um, course the, that view is just for us anybody yeah. watching this will be limited to the restroom view but I yeah mean, there wasn't really a good place i could think of where we could turn the camera to get a view of the like the, the city and the lake over there or the I'm, mountains i mean we could have but we would have just had to be standing like goobers so instead we're gonna sit like goobers in front of a bathroom and talk to you about some of our favorite places so aiden i am a bit of a traveler as you know i do know i've traveled to quite a few places with you as well. So a lot of my favorite places are scattered across many realms. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to start off by uh, talking about being a digital nomad. It's something okay. that I have been thinking of a lot recently. Is that, is that how you're going to brand yourself now? No, are you familiar with the concept of digital nomads? Uh, is it just people who travel and do digital content wherever they go? Yeah, sort of. Um, so digital nomad is a concept that came into being mostly during the pandemic when people had mm -hmm. to, you know, stay inside. Um, but people who had digital jobs are able to re work remotely, like uh, people who make social media content for companies or edit videos like those people are digital nomads because they can okay. take their work wherever they go so what you're saying is your dream job would be getting to edit videos but getting to be anywhere you want while doing it you know i don't know if it would be a dream job but it's something i've been thinking of recently uh because okay. there are places in europe especially like portugal and spain that have work visas just for digital nomads hmm. where you can go live there for a couple of months work and you know, just do your job remotely from anywhere in the world. And it's something that's been on my mind and kind of attractive recently, especially since I, I graduated. Um, I have to wait for my, my wife to graduate, but I think... That's true. I think being having a digital nomadic lifestyle for a year or two could be fun. Just go where the wind takes you. That would be fun. I mean, the, the thing about digital media is like, you, you do just get opportunities to travel in most of the jobs. I mean, the, the company I recently started for... Um, oh, congrats, by the way. Thank you. Uh, just this... Uh, they've only, they haven't even been up a year yet, but they had a client pay to fly them out to Iceland. Oh, shoot. shoot. Nice. Yeah. I love Iceland. So, like, there could be stuff like that on the horizon for either you or I. Like, it's just... I just that kind of stuff just happens when you're doing digital media and videography and all sorts of nonsense. Yeah, so what kind of shoot did they do in Iceland, if you don't mind me asking? Do you know? 
just saw the clip on Instagram and then he, <laughs> the guy, the CEO told me a little bit about, just mentioned briefly that he got to go to Iceland, but I would need to do more research to give you an honest answer about that. Anything I would say right now would just be pure conjecture. Okay. Okay. So being a digital nomad on my mind, because there are places that I visited that I think it would be fun to live in for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Switzerland. Switzerland for sure. Um, I think cost of living there would be a little bit too high for digital nomadism. That's probably true. Like if you went to like cost of living in Madrid and Spain in general is pretty reasonable for especially for someone like a digital nomad. Madrid is a fun city. Yeah. I, I I say this as though I've been everywhere. I've only been to four places in Europe, which, you know, is still more than a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. But only just recently this year and with you. Yeah. But Madrid was of the four places I went, probably one of my favorites city-wise, not landscape-wise. Switzerland takes the cake. Oh, yeah. I I don't think any... Well, Austria can get pretty close in Europe. I haven't been there, so I can't say anything. (sighs) Well, I guess next graduation trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, So, digital nomadism in one of my favorite places, uh, Lisbon. I I could see myself living in, like, one of the... You know, the second place we stayed in Lisbon? The more residential area? Yes. I could see myself living in an area like that, working mm-hmm. a digital media job as a nomad. Yeah, that would be that would be a blast. Uh, that would be something I would consider, although with my wife going to pharmacy school. <laughs> That's not happening for I, you anytime soon. I don't soon. think that the, the freelance travel. So like I, like I mentioned, I think my only travel within digital media would have to be in situations like I had mentioned where working for clients who pay you to go somewhere for a shoot and not just living somewhere doing an editing job while you're there yeah but i also and i don't know about this i don't know how many people relate but i enjoy the workspace environment i personally i feel like i thrive in a setting that's designated for work surrounded by people who are working on similar tasks people who can give you feedback and advice directly i i am capable of doing work from home but i i find that it is very easy to get distracted and you, you feel a little too comfortable when you're in your own space and yeah. there's not someone standing over you. And I just, I really, any, any, if I'm ever given the option between working from home and working in an office, I almost always prefer the office. Granted, they have the resources to keep me engaged. I mean, the last videography job I worked for, I preferred working from home just because I liked having my computer <laughs> handy rather than the ones they had. We're good. I just thought it looked a little weird. <laughs> We're just, this is not recording. <laughs> you what? Um, oh, goodness. I had something to respond. Oh, yes. There's a good video by CGP Gray about kind of that concept. Um, he made it kind of off of his research and musings about working from home. Mm-hmm. And it's called like Spaceship U, where he pictures your home as a, as a spaceship that you're stuck in. And a good way to, divide your life in a way where you can get things done is to divi- is to divide the space up. So, like, there is a space in your house, and in this space, I will work. I'm going to do nothing else in here. If I'm going to go play video games, I'm going to go to a different room. This is where I work. And having that space set aside and kind of sanctified for the purpose of working helped him kind of compartmentalize his house to be more efficient when he was working from home. 
Yeah, and, and that's how the the office space is set up at the my my the office space I'm working at now. It is it is just the CEO's basement, but it's completely set aside for office space. Everything down there is even you know even the restrooms have like a <laughs> piece of paper taped on them with like the the male and female <laughs> bathroom symbol. So like employees must wash their hands before returning to work. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. So, what are some of your favorite places? I mean, I'm just gonna get this out the gate. I could talk about this the whole episode, but I'm a I'm a you're <laughs> I'm a Pacific Northwest guy through and through. Um, I grew up in Washington. Uh, I go to Yellowstone about five times a year. I wouldn't say Yellowstone's in the Northwest. It's not in the Northwest. It's in the like, North, but it's, it's 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 in that sort of biome of you know. Mount, depending on the party Yellowstone you're in, the party Yellowstone that we usually go to is a lot more Pacific Northwest vibes in terms of, not in terms of water, which is one of the things I mm-hmm. enjoy the most, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but in terms of, like, high alpine terrains, pine trees, um, just that sort of, like, there are, there are a lot of places in Yellowstone that do remind me of that kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of considering Montana in that biome. Okay. Even though, like, it's it's not... I guess maybe maybe I'll just say the north, the north, the north. But if we want to, if we want to zero in Pacific Northwest, and if we want to zero in even more, I would go to the San Juan Islands, which are uh, a cluster of islands floating in the Puget Sound. Okay. Um, if I had to pick an island in particular, it would be Whidbey Island. My grandparents had a cabin on that island when I was growing up. That we would all all family reunions, all vacations back to Washington. After we moved here to Utah, we would go back. It would always be would be islands. So I've got a lot of love for colder climates, cloudy skies, um, trees, ocean water. Not that not not that not that beach water. I think there's a I think there's a stark difference between ocean water and beach water. You say beach water, I think you know Santa Monica Pier, uh, sandy L.A. beaches. When I think of ocean water, I'm thinking of those nice rocky beaches in washington that i i okay. prefer stony shore by stony shore beach glass and and anybody who complains about oh well the why would you like the oregon coast washington coast rocky shores over sand my answer is because i just don't really enjoy getting in the water regardless whether hmm. i'm at a california beach or a washington beach and so it's like if i'm not going to or planning on getting in the water then obviously I'm going to prefer the climate where I feel more comfortable and I feel more comfortable where it's cool. You've got bald eagles flying overhead. It's got a nice sea breeze. Like, I don't know. Um, we, You and I, we went to Olympic National Park. We did. It was um, lovely. About a year ago. I was I was right at home there. That's that's my preferred climate for place. I would move back in an instant if Washington wasn't so dang expensive. Yeah, um, the Pacific Northwest is pretty high on my list as well. I'm more of like a northern Oregon, like mm-hmm. less populated vibe. For yeah, sure. far as far away from the city as I can get, especially <laughs> Seattle. Like, there's there's a few spots in Seattle that I still like, but most of that city is condemned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point about like climate. And one of the things that actually factors pretty heavily into where I want to live when I have enough money to decide that is um, water availability. 
because you are you are a water boy. You you're like a you're like one of those like kids who thinks that like you just like read Percy Jackson and you're like I get power from the water. That's you. You you have to go. I, stand I definitely in the had those thoughts when I was twelve for I, sure. Yeah, I, I you didn't have to tell me that. I could have made that that guess about you. <laughs> no, no, I do enjoy the water, but I mean that in terms of like water scarcity because I've grown mm-hmm. up in a desert like the second driest desert in the states my entire life where we get the second driest desert is utah driest state yeah driest like arizona gets more water than we do arizona and new mexico they are get, higher than utah yeah it's it goes what? nevada's the driest utah's the second are you kidding me i am not kidding you i didn't know that i would have put utah at fourth no sir we are second wow that is Another reason to leave. <laughs> yes, because we've got... We are Utah proud, as you can see. Well, we've just... Like, it's a good place. I like it. I love the this mountains, the, the scenery. It's fantastic. But the the state government prioritizes growth above anything else, and we do not have the water resources to accommodate the level of growth that they want. But what about green lawns? Green lawns are... Gr- like, I like them. I like sitting on a cool, cool green lawn on a summer evening... It's, like, idyllic. I love it. But it also does not make sense for the place that we live. Maybe, like, 40-plus years ago when the population was significantly lower and there was more water to go around per person. Yeah. But because of that growth being prioritized above all else, there's just not enough water to go around. Yeah. Yeah, it... (sighs) And we're not water-wise either, like green lawns, as you were saying. And we could go on about this, but... This is like slowly transforming into like a climate conversation. <laughs> but and maybe we'll have to talk about that more later. But that's we're we're straying from the podcast. I I want to I want to give you a chance to talk about some more of your favorite places. Thank you. Um I I'll just rapid fire a couple. Sedona, Arizona. I really I like haven't that been place. there, but I've I've wanted to. It's gorgeous. Love it. Um, San Pedro, Belize. I've been there a couple times because my in-laws have a condo there. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Um, good food, good vibes, pretty safe, lovely water. Second largest coral reef in the world is there. So I like that. Um, there's a place in Spanish Fork called uh, Diamond Fork Hot Springs. Have you heard of that? I haven't. I haven't been there either. Yeah, so it's... Um, Wouldn't that be funny, though, if I'd been there, but I hadn't heard of it? <laughs> that would be funny, because it's these, um, like, electric blue-looking hot springs on a, hmm. in a Red Rock Canyon in Spanish Fork. That's one of my favorite places. Haven't been there in a little while. Antelope Island. That is one of my top ten, I think, places to go. It's pretty. It's, it's okay. I like Antelope Island a lot. Yeah, I don't know. You also grew up near it, so you probably I have did. more nostalgia surrounding it than I do. I, I don't know. Nostalgia, it's just kind of a rugged beauty. It feels pretty alien, just like the type of plants there. Yeah. It's just otherworldly and pretty. Yeah. If, if I had to rapid fire off some places that I enjoy, I would put Boston. I loved Boston. I've been there twice See, my mom's been trying to get me to go to Boston. I just haven't found any good deals to get out there. It it surprises me. And like I say this as someone who's never lived there. I've only, I've probably only, when I've been there twice, but both times I've been there, I only spent like a day 
so it, it's I've been I've been like maybe two and a half days worth of Boston experience, but I don't know. I just really vibed with the city. Like, it's just a nice place. I I, I need to go to more places on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York, I felt underwhelming. I had I had high expectations for New York when I went, but. Um, have you been to Washington, D.C.? I have three times. Nice. I've been there twice, and I like the uh, National Mall. <laughs> That's Wa- a nice area. Yeah, Washington, D.C. is a really easy place to go on a trip because it's very easy to pick things to do. You don't have to do a lot of research to find like fun things to do. Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. does bother me because I hate that. I learned that little tidbit about, like, you heard that, where it's like, if you spent one second looking at every item in the Smithsonian, it would take you 5,000 years or something crazy like that. Yeah. I learned that tidbit and it just like, it's, it's been a soured memory ever since because it makes me so bitter. I'm like, no, no, I, I can see everything in the Smithsonian. Like, that's not fair, but like all the museums, there's a ton. I know it just, it, that's just what bugs me is it's like, I hate like them throwing that in my face. Like, Oh, guess what? You don't have the potential to witness every single thing on the earth in your lifetime, which, like, you know, if you stop to think, everybody has to recognize that at some point. But it's still like, I don't know, I don't know who read it, who wrote that, but they just they get on my nerves. They think they're so full of themselves. Mm -hmm. So now that you've visited capital cities of other nations, how do you think DC compares? Um, DC. It's 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 solely built to be the capital. Like I think that a lot of places you go to other nations that have capitals, they just feel more like cities that happen to be the capital. Like yeah. there is a building somewhere in this city where our president, leader whatsoever lives and resides, but the city is its own thing. Washington DC if you live there, you live there specifically because you are in government. You like, it's, I mean, it's a district. It's, it's, it's yeah. like own, like its own entity, subsidized state. So it's like you go there, everything in it is built around tourism or history. The White House, Capitol Hill, they're all very prominent buildings. I mean, we went to Portugal and we saw their, their version of the White House and it's like, you, you, you'd miss it walking down the streets. Well, because there's so much stuff there. It's just all kind of, exactly. at it's least like, in the downtown it, it, area, all that yeah, level I, of ornate. I'll put it this way. Another, there are there are capital cities where if you walked through, if you didn't have somebody who knew the area and was like, hey, this is important, you'd walk right past it. D.C., you don't have that problem. You know what's important down there. Everything kind of points towards... And everything's white. Like, it, everything there is white. Um, the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, Capitol Hill... The Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, the White House, mm-hmm. like it's all themed. It feels, it, it sends a message. You go purity, to, the city on the hill. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I and it, and I also I just haven't I haven't been to every capital in the world. <laughs> what? That's insane. I know. You know, if you went to every, you know if you spent one second in every capital. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Dang. But maybe it's just bias. But yeah, I do think Washington D.C. is one of the best capitals because you know as people like to joke that you know united states is a theme park country and you know i i see it washington dc is it's it's a tourist attraction mm-hmm. the capital is built it's literally infrastructure built for tourists so yeah like if you want to throw the theme park argument out i'll give it to you there because you're right like yeah 
I just don't think it feels as grand as other other cities. Like it seems too, like utilitarian. Yeah. Like if you look at a bridge going across the Potomac, and then a good example is like one of the bridges in many bridges actually in London that cross the Thames, like night and day. And They're I haven't been to different. London, which I feel like is probably. It would probably be the best example to compare Washington, D.C. if you're talking about world capitals. Like, oh, don't skewer me on this. Beijing is the capital of China, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. <sighs> don't want to sound like Last I... time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, so I feel like there's, there's probably a shorthand of, like, huge influential capitals if you want to compare. And I don't think any of the capitals I've been to are in that top list. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, why don't you... Share your experience. Um, because I've been to a couple more than you. Yeah. Um, so London versus DC. What is your... Well, London just has so much more of a head start, you know? Yeah. There's just hundreds upon hundreds of years of history layered in that city. And I just think that's not something that DC has had time to catch up with. I think DC is a better planned city just for being a capital. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it is it is just the capital first, at least the places that I visited in D.C., the district itself, yeah. um, not the outlying areas. Um, but London does feel a bit more grand. Paris, the parts I went in that are like the fancy governmental touristy areas, that felt very ornate and grand. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily like the end-all be-all for a city. I would rather live in D.C. than I would Paris. Yeah. I'd rather live in D.C. than I would London. Uh, but I, could that, would that, would you say that argument stems down to D.C. being nicer or the fact that it's in a different country? Because I think it's the real that question, I would feel safer. Yeah, so then it's the real question, would you rather live in Europe or the United States? I think I'd, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on that, uh, mostly about like quality of life and who each country is set up to be for. Um, this, this podcast, man, we, <laughs> what's our favorite places and every, every place we state just veers into a okay. side tangent. Let me see how much time we have left. Uh, we've got, we got about eight minutes. Okay. We're sitting at 22. We're at 22 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So in most places I've been in the U S I have felt safer than the capital cities I visited in Europe with the exception of Madrid and Lisbon. I, my wife and I had the exact same experience. We went to, so we recently moved to South Salt Lake and we're, we're living in the big city now after not having lived there before. And, you know, our, our apartment's not in a super nice neighborhood. And when we first moved in, we were kind of like nervous about it because we mm-hmm. were like, oh man, like this is kind of sketchy. Then we went to Europe and we're in like downtown Lisbon, Madrid. I just remember we both came home and we were like, Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I, I actually feel so safe here. No, I mean, I, f- I feel pretty safe in Madrid. I feel pretty safe in Lisbon. Yeah. And it, well, it's, and it's also, it's, it, it, it's easier as a tourist. Like, you don't have to, like, mm-hmm. think about the day-to-day. But, like, I don't know. Like, there was just sort of a, and, it, and, it's, and it's nationality bias. It's, it's based off of where you live, where you grow up. I feel like you're always going to feel more comfortable in the country of origin. Like I'm sure people come to the United States to visit, go back home and say, Oh, 
thank goodness I'm here. Now I can go back to the chippy, <laughs> get a chippy tea with a with an iron brew. Oh, man. Looks like we uh, got another person. Anyway, um, let me just rapid fire through capitals real quick. So London, nice, but I think D.C. feels safer, at least the places mm-hmm. I've been. Again, this is all anecdotal personal experience. I'm sure there's sketchy places. And Illinois, it's close. Chicago. 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 Uh, is Chicago the capital of Illinois? I don't know. That's the that's the annoying thing about about so many capitals is that they were chosen years ago mm-hmm. before like cities like really built out. Like uh, <laughs> Seattle is not the capital of Washington; it's Olympia. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you, you've got a lot of examples like that. Isn't Sacramento is the capital of yeah, California. Yeah, I knew that one. So there's, there are so many country or states in the United States that just have capitals you just would not expect. Yeah. Except for, you know, oh, I was going to say except for New York, but no, Albany. <laughs> <laughs> New York is not the capital of New York, which is like. It is not, and they'll fight you on that. Oh, oh, everyone only cares about New York City. Anyone it's ever been to upstate? the biggest city in the United States, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, anywhere else you want to bring up before we wrap it up here? Um, I've been to Costa Rica. Costa Rica is beautiful. Um, is that one of your favorite places? Uh, that's probably that's probably up there. Alaska. That trip. Dude, that was great. I love Alaska. I, I need to go back. Alaska is in my top list. And I would say, arguably, the area we spent our time in in Alaska is probably one of the least. Fairbanks? pretty areas yeah yeah i need to get to anchorage and Juneau. those are the next places we need to go we need to go to the coast like that's the problem like that was that was one of the things that surprised me the most about alaska is because you think you think alaska and i think most people just picture pacific northwest on steroids you think giant bears giant moose pine trees the size of redwoods you think like glacial slopes mountain (laughs) peaks green lush wildflowers we got to fairbanks and it was just like Plains and, Delta. and birch, yeah. birch trees everywhere. We got to go to Anchorage. And it's I on my just, list. Yeah, I just remember being so like surprised. I was like, oh, this is not Then what we I, get into Denali. And that's when we nice. went to Denali, then it was like, okay, Denali, this is Denali, I don't know. Denali. I was like, okay, this is what I imagined Alaska like. But I, low key, um, I've been on, I've been on two cruises, one with my family, one of my in-laws, and they were both Caribbean cruises. I would give anything to go on an Alaskan cruise. That's in my topics. And everybody I talk to, no one wants to do an Alaskan cruise because, oh, it's cold. Oh, there's you, there's no reason to get off the boat. And it's like, if I went on an Alaskan cruise, I would I would get on top of the deck. I would sit in a lounger and I would just stare. Just look they, at the landscape. They, t- they take you along the coast. I would just I would just relax. Yeah, that would be nice. It looks like we're running out of time. So uh, thank you. For listening to our uh, kind of rambly, kind of privileged podcast, <laughs> we're just like, oh yes, I've been all around the globe. Yes, well, it was see, uh, Oh yes, Spain is nice, but have you been to London? <laughs> Madrid is only nearly as nice oh, as yes, Barcelona. No. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the ramblings of two people who have traveled a lot more than we probably should have at our age. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to like and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you like and follow. Um, anything else you want to say? Because the hardest part about any podcast is ending it. 